What's going on, everybody? It's UTXJG the Don, alongside with my co-host, leader of the flock. We are back again for Enlightened Sounds episode 11. And I found it funny because uh, I, was, I was tweeting about it the other day and also on my streams, and people were like, you all have a podcast about music? And uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Maybe I'm not promoting it well enough. So I'm going to apologize on my behalf because maybe some people just don't know. I know that there are still a lot of people that don't have Twitter, but I did put things. I did put commands and stuff in my Twitch and all of that stuff. So I will try to do a better job at that. But for all the people listening right now, obviously you would know that it's a show. And we're on episode 11 right now. So we're already 10 episodes down. And here's number 11. So, yes, we do have a show. And uh, I think that it's pretty good. I don't know about you, Flock, but I'm enjoying myself when we do this stuff weekly. Absolutely. So hopefully you all do it. Looking forward to it. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's it's been great so far. I've been a breath of fresh air uh, talking about music with you, and uh, hopefully for the people who did not know, uh, we just want you to catch up. We just want you to catch up um, and then realize what you've been missing. Because I think that we, uh, we've we done a pretty good job at uh, talking about music for uh, for the last 10 episodes. So here we go. Episode 11. Let's get right into it. Notable new releases. Anderson Pack. A lot of people have been waiting on this one. So it's finally here. We have Oxnard. Uh, that's heavily influenced by Dr. Dre. So make sure that y'all listen to that. I listened to that earlier this morning pretty cool so far pretty cool i'm definitely have to give it another listen but i he did have some songs in there that i did thoroughly enjoy big crits yesterday he said uh he just put out a tweet he was like yeah you know this is coming out and uh i was like all right cool because i love big crit uh it was only three songs though it was only three songs so i'm assuming that this is a preview for maybe another full length project or maybe a longer ep or something but anyways uh the name of the project is called thrice x so again it's only three songs on here no list of features or anything uh so i'm just going to assume that this is a preview but any new music for big crit is always a win for me uh, Mike Will made it. Mike Will made it. Actually, took the helms on um, on doing the Creed 2 soundtrack because that's coming out next week. By the way, uh, so Thanksgiving is next week. Yeah, it's coming up, man. November's about to fly by. I don't I don't know about <laughs> oh, you, but like literally, we hit November and then it's like boom, uh, winter time. All the north is getting snow, and then all right, here comes Thanksgiving, and then as soon as you know it, it's gonna be December. It. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous how fast November is moving by. But anyways, uh, Mike Will made it. Uh, ended up doing the whole Creed to the album, so make sure that y'all listen to that. Also, uh, took a listen to that this morning. Uh, Birdman and Jaquise minus everything that's been going on with them, especially Birdman legally, and uh, Jaquise just uh, just stealing people's songs and acting like it's his. They have their own uh, collaboration project. This is a second rendition of Lost at Sea. So this is Lost at Sea 2. Uh, Yellow Beezy, which I just now found out about. I'm going to actually have to try to give this a listen because uh, most of my homies were talking about him. And he was on Breakfast Club like the other day. Um, so I, I had to definitely check on this artist. But Yellow Beezy came out with a project called Ain't No Going Back. And finally, we have City Girls. Uh, with Girl Code, the girls who got stamped by Drake, who got the blessing. So I don't think that they're going anywhere anytime soon. We'll see what happens, though. And I think that JT is still locked up, if I'm not mistaken, one half of the city girls. Um, but either she's out or she's about to get out soon. What's she so. locked up for? Scamming or something? I don't know. I, I didn't even uh, look fully to it, but yeah. One of the 
one of them type of type of chicks. Cause I don't know if you listen to any of their music. I, I really don't. Yeah, it was it was some along those lines. I might be wrong, but I I think that's what it was. Uh, so they came out with their uh, their project called Girl Code. So you can go ahead and listen to that. So we got six albums or at least six notable releases uh, that we have this week. Not as much as the last episode, but there's still a lot of music for you all to listen to. But definitely, I know a lot of people were excited about the Anderson Pac and uh, definitely listen to Big Create. And don't sleep on Mike Will Made it as well because there's some there's some good artists on that one too. Um, so definitely listen to those. There's your new music for this week, which is November the 16th. All right, let's get into the music news. Um, it wasn't really too much news, to be honest, this week. It was kind of slow, besides obviously like the random beefs with people who I don't even want to mention on this podcast because they're, they're just irrelevant, get on my nerves. Uh, but some interesting news that I saw, which also ties into gaming, and I don't know how serious this is, but Soldier Boy, uh, he has been, you know, uh, the last thing I heard about him was he had like a, a subway or something. He bought like a subway and people weren't coming to their shift. So like he had to shut down subway or whatever. Uh, so that was the last thing I heard about him. But he's still obviously gaming. And on his live stream the other day, he allegedly said that he is coming out with a new console. He did not say what the name of it was. He did show what it was though on the stream. It just looks like a big black box. Again, we didn't look at the details. Someone would have to like do an extreme close up to see if this was indeed a new console or if it was just him flexing, just showing another console um, that was like an Xbox or something, something else that was black and saying that there was a new console. But this is what he said. He said he's coming out with a new console along with his new video game. If this man is serious, um i don't know how much traction that this will take with him trying to get into the gaming realm and just like well forget it i don't want to work with any other company i'm just going to bring my own stuff out so let's say if this was true hypothetically if this was true flock would you buy it and would you play this console? no 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 (laughs) and no of course not (laughs) i don't trust anything stamped by a soldier boy i just don't Oh man! <laughs> I, I, this this dude, I I I've never liked this music. I, I'm not gonna say that that's gonna be a direct, you know, because he he may be better as far as like from a gaming standpoint or something. But I'm just cool. I mean, we we seen that dude at E3 walk around with a we did we did yeah. So I'm I'm good on that. I, yeah. I don't I don't buy it. I'm I'm sure it's because people don't realize how hard that is, man. You got to have a powerhouse company behind you. I know he got bread, but he ain't got bread like that to be, you know, just out of the blue making a console. Right. That shit is going to be like the Ouya. I'm good. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought. That was the first thing that came to my mind was the Ouya. Um, I mean, it's it's not extremely hard to come out with one. It's just being successful because Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have that lockdown. You see Atari trying to come out uh, with a new console, uh, which I don't know why. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to work. I've seen like in television or ColecoVision, I think it was television, uh, they're coming out with a retro console. Like Everybody's trying to come out with retro consoles or new consoles uh, with the old stamp on it. And I don't think that any of them are going to be necessarily successful. So if Soldier Boy is serious about this one, I mean, unfortunately, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, wish bad upon him. But I would have to agree with you, Flag. Like, I don't see anything good coming from this. I don't think that it's going to gain any traction. Soldier Boy, he's not a big enough name to even like to even get 
anybody really to buy it like what are you going to provide with your console that's going to be different than the console that we already have in pc like those platforms are already established people are going to buy those regardless but at the end of the day the games are the most important thing that's why microsoft in my opinion isn't doing so well because they don't have those games that'll attract all those people to buy an xbox one but who wants to play a soldier boy game i i don't think that that's a good draw you need to get something else you need to think about this hard and see if you can get like some of these developers on board or maybe you have a, a development team to actually come out with some good stuff that will make people want to buy this console but i just don't know man it's a lot of factors into it and if he's serious i, I just hope that he's ready for the backlash because it might be something else that's going to stay a dream and not end up you know becoming anything so we'll see um he's at e3 every year so i mean maybe he'll have a booth next year or something if he's dead ass serious about this and maybe we'll see uh <laughs> see what this can actually offer so just be on the lookout for that if this ends up coming into fruition but this is soldier boy we talking about and he's been flaking on a lot of stuff yeah. remember that chris brown uh f boxing match <laughs> the fight yeah <laughs> that never happened like it's 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 a lot of things with this guy so again it's gonna be a wait and see but he did show it on his live stream he showed this black box so we'll see we'll see about that next news and this one is it's full of pettiness but i felt like i should talk about it because it did deal with uh some people who i i think are legends in the music game but missy elliott and timbaland are being sued by a songwriter over Aaliyah royalties but get this here's a kicker a person by the name of terry williams claimed that missy elliott created the song heartbroken around the year 94 the 95 so we're talking about over 20 years 20 years of this but, and, but and she wasn't even she's she wasn't even with timbaland then she yeah. was actually under the r kelly umbrella around that time so so terry says that this song ended up being released by lee in 1996 and williams is upset oh well then in that case yeah 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 so williams is that was around the time one in a million came out right 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 so that so that's that's what it was so he said he created around 94 95 gave it to missy elliott and missy elliott ended up giving it to uh to Aaliyah, and uh, he did that without his permission so that's that's apparently what terry williams is mad at because the song got produced by timbaland and he said that it only got to Aaliyah because missy sold the song uh, without his authorization uh, i don't like this situation because i mean that's so long ago and has passed away i hate these situations where like somebody wakes up one day and they're like oh you know i'm upset because of something that happened over 20 years ago i'm going to sue you i'm not saying that you know missy ellie and Timberland were necessarily wrong but it's just so long ago it's like bro like what what happened during those 20 plus years that you're upset now about it and that you want to take somebody to court you know what i mean like i don't know how much residuals or royalties that it's still getting from that song but i guess it's enough that terry must be falling under hard times or whatever that you know he just decided that i'm going to sue you i'm going to going to ask you to take legal action upon this uh what do you think about the situation it's that's a tough call because I mean, if at the end of the day, the people still deserve, if they still, if it's still being, it's still money being made off of it, then the people, they, they actually supposed to get them residuals. They supposed to get, they, you know, those, they supposed to reap the benefits of it, regardless of how long it's been. I mean, if they didn't sign like a, you know, a, a cut out, a cut close deal, like a, like a flat rate, 
a lump sum like all right we're gonna give you this and then that's it ain't no you know ain't no uh residuals from it no royalties from it then that's one thing but that's so long ago and i'm quite sure at some point copyright and all that other stuff those rules have changed over the years so who knows who knows man that's just one of those things you gotta that's what you got attorneys for <laughs> attorneys gotta figure that stuff out go through all the seep through all that stuff and it's, it's that's that's a rough that's a rough scene right there too especially if especially if they end up being held deemed liable for it now if they knew and they just weren't wasn't paying this person or whatever then yeah they deserve it because i mean who, who doesn't want to be compensated for their work but i mean if, if when you first said 94 i'm like she wasn't even under the umbrella then she was actually signed to r kelly if i'm not mistaken around that time because 94 was like when age ain't nothing but a number came out but then you said 96 that's definitely uh when one in a million came out that's when Aaliyah like took off yeah around that time so i don't know i just it's like i hate even talking about it man because i was such a and so it's like just talking about it it's just like ah, I, don't, I don't even like talking about it because especially you know the way she passed and stuff it's just yeah it sucks i don't even especially going like just thinking about it it's just like why are we doing this you know right like right let let her rest you know it's like fussing over that stuff and and still i mean i'm sure people want their money but i just i don't know i just feel like a funny type of way just even thinking about it talking about it like is it worth it at this point i mean i guess i guess obviously it all depends on how much money ended up coming off of royalties from uh from heartbroken but terry said that he did uh strike an agreement with missy and uh and she ended up keeping work on the song a secret so and he said that missy agreed to share profits from the song so i mean even though it's 20 plus years um i mean you did bring up a good point if there's money coming from it he does deserve a, a cut but it has to be in writing though because if you can't prove it then prove i think it, that you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna what lose. you know definitely so i i don't know what's gonna happen with this but i guess we'll get some more news if this uh if this ends up going further and we'll see what the verdict ends up being from that so i just found that one interesting because it's a lot of people been getting sued but i just found when i looked at the year that it happened i was like uh man like that's that's a long time ago bro so i said i don't i don't know what you were doing with your life until then but you decide to sue now something must be going on he must be seeing some some big numbers from that so and yeah, we'll see what ends up happening from that story and finally again dealing with gaming and fortnite which i thought was interesting because i thought i saw another documentary that said that he already knew but apparently to millie uh the creator of the millie rock apparently he just learned that fortnite took his dance and, and put it in the game uh, which is called the swipe it if you aren't familiar with the with the name that fortnite has done and this has been an ongoing topic especially this year because fortnite has gotten bigger than it's ever been for the battle royale game and there have been a ton of dance moves very very popular dance moves that fortnite and epic games has put in the game and chance the rapper ended up sparking a huge debate months ago back in july because he did say that fortnite should put the songs um with the actual dances and then give the artists a residual from uh from the songs and the dance themselves because epic has been getting millions and millions of dollars from these dances and i would definitely argue that the dances and all the emotes and the skins in the game have really propelled sales for fortnite even more than they could possibly imagine 
I don't think that necessarily a lot of people love Fortnite, like just the actual shooting and building aspects. I think a lot of people do legit like the skins and the dances they can do. I mean, you got freaking little kids, like they're calling all these dances Fortnite dances. They don't even know them <laughs> right, as right. as the original dancers. So that just tells you like what the culture has done and the impact that Epic Games and Fortnite has had on the culture. But apparently Two Millie just now found out and now um, we're going to see if he's going to actually uh, threaten legal action. But uh, we were talking about this before on the uh, Game Illuminati podcast, as a matter of fact, that we don't know if they can necessarily sue because, first of all, Epic is smart and they're not calling the dances by the actual dance names. Right. So, so that's one thing. And then second, it's a huge debate on if you can actually patent a, a dance. Yes. Can you trademark a dance? because they're just movements now i could see if it was a full uh choreography movement um a whole, a whole movement there but it's just a dance so i don't know like i'm, I'm did, really... did michael did michael jackson uh trademark moonwalk no i'm not sure about that one i'm not sure but i think so i think he might have and i'm he, not sure either and I'm, he I'm... and if so he may be one of the only ones that has because this is Michael Jackson we're talking about. That's a whole new beast right there. So, he, right. so he might have. I might, I might have to look that up just to make sure. But if he did, then maybe there's a chance. But again, this is Michael Jackson compared to two million. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect him, but that's a that's a huge ass difference there uh, between the uh, the moonwalk, which everybody knows is universally known. I don't, and I don't even think the Epic I wants to try. But you know what? I don't even think Epic would even try putting that in the game. Oh, I no, think I think they, yeah, it might be the one thing that they won't try. So you might be right. Like he may have, he may have trademarked the mess out of the moonwalk. So, um, but I mean, it still may be hope though. I mean, I, I I'm actually on the side of the artist. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the rap song being in there because that's a whole nother beast. And I know Epic for damn sure, 100%, 110% not going to do that. Um, they have their own in-house production, and that's another way that they're getting away with this. Um, but I don't I don't think that that's going to like if they did have the actual songs I don't think that that would help the artists themselves get more sales I know that that was another argument it might be but I don't think that it will have as big of an impact as people might think uh, but that's the that's one of the main reasons a lot of these kids and, and even some adults they don't know where these dances come from they don't know the songs that they were tied to and a lot of people including Chance the Rapper just feel like they should get their just due so uh, he's not the first one. Two Millie is not the first one that um, that wants to possibly pursue legal action uh, against Epic. But again, I just think that Epic pretty much filled up all the holes with putting these dances in the game. And I think that even if someone tried, I don't think that they will necessarily win. But uh, but how do you feel about this particular topic? Do you feel like uh, you feel like the artist should get their just due, or or do you feel like Epic is just done enough that that they can't even do anything? That it's just kind of a, a moot point. They should let it go. It's it's a it's a it's a case by case basis. That's one of those touch and go uh, deals, man. It's like you want to say yeah and be like, okay, you know where you're getting it from. So at least at least give that person where you where you got that inspiration from some type of you know at least at least plug they at least plug they they you know their music or or something come in some type of some sort of agreement where you at least compensate them in some way shape form or fashion but and then on the other on the other side of the coin is if if it's if it's legally you know they're they're within their rights legally to do so because you can't technically yeah. trademark that dance or something like that then it's just like you know, it's just like everything else. It's like Pepsi and Coke. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, we can do this too. We can do what we want. 
you know what I mean? They can try to use the, the parody route and say, oh, it's, it's parody. But on the other side of that, it's like, but you're making profit off of that parody. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things. Like, I really want to know if, if it's 100% true that you can trademark it. And if it is, a lot of these artists or people that's coming up with these dances need to do that. It's like, you need to do just that because you see what's going on. And like, you're not the first person that has happened to. It's happened to a lot of people out here. Fortnite is, is ganked from a lot of people. So... I, I would say take all the take all the legal you know take all the legal stuff out of it. I just think from a from a um, a common sense and a and a just a, a being a general human being, somebody from Epic should reach out to that to that person and say, "Hey, look, we want to use this dance. Is it okay? We'll do this or we'll do that. Let's talk about you know some sort of you know small compensation because they ain't like they don't have the damn money for it, so they can't do it." Right. I would say like maybe maybe something as subtle as if you bring the new emote or dance into the game, you could like put like something in the corner or something or like at the top of, of the dance, like inspired by Two Millie, inspired by Snoop Dogg, inspired by, you know, w- whatever show or whatever, whatever dance or song that it came from. I think that that would be a good way to at least like somewhat rectify the situation so like the little kids would not be mistaken and run around here saying oh that dance is from fortnite that dance is from fortnite and they know like the actual origins of the song or, or the dance where the dance came from i think that that might be a good a good way to rectify but i don't know maybe it'll be maybe it's just too late maybe they don't even want to do that but i guess we'll see maybe things will change if one of these artists are super serious and they do pursue legal action and just take them to court you know maybe epic will be forced to settle or something or maybe they'll stand their ground and and possibly lose maybe there can be a loophole um and they can find a way to actually you know prove that you know this can be trademarked and they took it without my permission they tried to change the name or whatever i don't know but i guess we won't see any change unless uh unless one of these artists actually try to take legal action so uh, I guess we'll see, man. But yeah, I do agree. It's a it's a slippery slope. I don't know. I don't know what can actually happen if if any of them could actually win from it. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. I know a lot of people are talking about like Drake as well. I don't know. I, I know that Drake plays Fortnite, but I think that's kind of. I think Epic is picking and choosing who they want to put in there and who they don't. They kind of choosing like either the old dances that nobody cares about anymore. Or they're picking like new dances from smaller artists. I don't think they're trying to go after the bigger artists. Like I said, I don't think we'll ever see a moonwalk in there. And I don't think we'll ever see like the Drake Hotline Bling dance um, being in there. Even though it's been in other games. Because uh, I think it's, it was in 2K as well. I know it's 2- in there now. Oh, yeah. So, they yeah, like 2K had done it too. That And then I always forget about them too. They, they've done that with a whole lot of uh, dances. But nobody's been talking about them either. Um, but just because Fortnite is one of the biggest ones, I'm sure they got a better, more of a uh, a better relationship with them because they use that they've used Drake's music in the soundtrack and stuff like that. So they've they've definitely compensated them in some way. Yeah, and they probably just say, hey, oh by the way, is it cool for us to use that? And he probably, yeah, yeah, go ahead, that's fine. Probably just Got acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's more of an acknowledgement and respect thing. So maybe Epic needs to do that because I have a feeling that if they continue going down this path then a lot more artists are going to be upset and and they're going to probably just try to come after them all together so i don't know 
Uh, but we'll we'll definitely see what what happens with this if two Millie actually does take legal action or other artists. Another Black Boy JB was another one who was uh who was very upset when he found out. So, and we'll see, man. But uh, Epic just uh, I, they just want acknowledgement, man. That's all they want. So maybe just try to reach out to some of these artists and and just ask them. I, I think that, that I think that that'll be uh better than anything else. Just just ask some of these people what's going on. So. There you go, man. That's all of the news that I have for this week. Let's get into the album reviews. First on the list, we have Vince Staples with FM. We have 11 songs total on the project. Uh, there are no listed features, but the artists that are featured on this album come from J-Rock, Kamaya, E-40, Kalani, Tyga, Ty Dolla Sign, Buddy, Vani, and Earl Sweatshirt. I would say that my favorite songs on this album are Don't Get Chipped, uh, Run to the Bands, and Tweaking. I have an interesting um, an interesting opinion about Vince Staples. I know that when I first heard Vince Staples, it was with Odd Future, and everybody swore up and down that Vince Staples was Odd Future, but he told everybody a million times that he's not. He just messes with them. It's the same thing as Casey Veggie. Like, there are people who they mess with when they were just now coming up and i understand why people were thinking that they were part of it but he wasn't vince staples was his own man he just rocked with him vince staples has a lot of production that i don't necessarily mess with but i like vince staples definitely on other people's songs as a feature and i respect vince's uh vince's flow and i like his bars like we were talking about because i didn't even know that like he was like really about that life but after hearing a lot of interviews and stuff like he's he's super about that about that crib life like he was talking about this stuff like every day uh and he's a huge gamer and i know that he's been doing a lot of stuff independent so i respect his grind at the end of the day like him getting that sprite money and everything like i respect everything that he's been doing as an artist but again with his production i'm it's sort of like hit or miss for me when it comes to his projects like i can't say that i like prima donna uh big fish theory was okay uh summertime 06 i only pretty much like this song with uh with future on there and uh and then it was like hell had no fury i didn't really like any songs on there either so like it's kind of it's kind of like really really mixed for me when it comes to whether i like a full event stable project or not but I feel like with FM, uh, he had a concept. He had Big Boy on there, not uh, not the Outcast Big Boy, but Big Boy on the radio, um, and they did a lot of uh, skits on there, or whatever. And I was just literally watching an interview um, with him on the Big Boy show, and they were talking about like, oh man, he's like, oh, I'm, I appreciate that you asked me to be on the album. Like, did you think I wasn't gonna be on there? He was like, well, to be honest, like I ain't even want to ask you because I didn't want to be disrespectful and ask for your help or whatever. But uh, Big big boy ended up agreeing to it and it made it into a, a nice little concept for the album it was like three skits on there they had like a uh, the earl sweatshirt uh song just like a snippet tiger snippet and then like an actual uh an actual radio skit so that was cool i did like the concept it definitely did feel like you were listening to the radio and the song was just coming one after another after another i liked the production a lot more on fm than i did uh his other albums as well uh that's why that there were some songs that i just thoroughly liked. like don't get chip was probably my absolute favorite on there and then no bleeding i really like no bleeding and running bands and then uh tweaking with uh with kalani on there the very last song so uh for me if i can like at least like three to four from this 11 track album then uh well like thoroughly because i did like other songs as well but if i can definitely name four off the top of my head that are good that i can mess with production wise and i think that this is more my my style um uh, vince stables he doesn't even really 
have a West Coast flavor with the majority of its production. It's more like I, I would say like kind of kind of house. It's it's really out there with a lot of his tracks and. I know that Vince, he likes doing whatever he wants to do, but I can't say necessarily that I'm a fan of uh, the majority of his production. That's why, like, I I have this kind of conflicting uh, deal with him. But uh, I feel like more of these uh, beats on this one were uh, more upbeat. They were more my flavor. Um, and he did definitely have, like, some West Coast flavor on here because obviously he does. But um, he didn't really go, like, house or, or, or bounce on me when it came to the, uh, to the production. So I definitely like this one a lot more. And, uh, and I can say that this is by far, um, me personally, this is my favorite album by him. Um, so I, I liked it, man. I liked it for the most part. <clears throat> and again, it was very, very short to listen to as well. Um, like, because I know that there are a lot of music like that I had songs? to enjoy. Yeah, only 11 songs. It's 22 minutes. So 22 minutes for 11 songs and three skits. Because, I mean, the, like, the skits were only, like, 30 seconds. So... So there you go. Like it was, it was just very short. I didn't know if this was coming out. It's another surprise uh, album that he just sparked uh, upon everybody. So it was something, man. Just something for all the Vince Staples fans to hold on to until he decides to drop something else. But uh, again, I like Vince Staples' grind. Like I don't even feel like he needs to like keep doing music. In my opinion, a lot of people want him to like be a comedian or have like another show or something. Cause like he's a funny dude. He's a legit funny dude. He's smart as hell. I know he's a heavy gamer as well. So he can go into other ventures if he wants to. So like I said, I, I definitely respect the grind. Like I will play some games with him, like legit. Like if you play some uh, some games with Gi, I think that'd be funny as hell. Um, but just as far as in music, I was hit or miss um, with the majority of his projects. But I like this one though. I definitely like this one a lot more. So, uh, what'd you think about it after listening? Uh, it was it was an easy listen. Uh, f- first and foremost, when I listened to it, I, it was done. I was like, wait a minute, that's it? I like I had to check and make sure I, you know it didn't just stop when it stopped. But I'm like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, okay. The skits, I think the thing with Big Boy was, uh, I think that was done pretty well. Made it, made it seem like you was actually listening to the radio. So that was done pretty cool. Uh, my favorite songs on that were uh, Feels Like Summer, uh, Fun, and Tweaking. Uh, I did get like a, a hyphy pop type of vibe on that song, Fun. Uh, I definitely felt like, I felt like E-40 could have hopped on that with him. Um, that would have made the song even better. I, I actually, I really did like this album, man. I've, I've never been known to be a Vince Staples fan, but I never really had any, um, I swear I'm looking, I've never really had any like anticipation for anything that he's come out with. It's like, if I hear it, it's kind of like, okay, cool. I'll listen to it. It's never been a, oh man, I can't stand this dude. Let me turn this off. Or I'm never going to check. I'm never, I'm never going to listen to it when it comes, you know, comes across me. But this one here, man, I, it was, it was enjoyable and it was short. It was to the point. I, I liked it. I really did like it. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did, but I listened to it twice. I listened to it once in the car, and then I listened to it again when I got home. And it's it was it was enjoyable to listen to. It, it wasn't bad at all. True. I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I might have to give it the same. I'm gonna give it a three. Like it was an easy listen, like you mentioned. It was only 22 minutes long, and he definitely had some uh, he had some bops on here. He definitely had some bops on here. So, like I said, I was I was thoroughly impressed at the uh, production that he had on this one compared to his his other uh, albums. And uh, I I think maybe I just like the fact that it was just so short. And uh, when you got through it, you was like, you know what? Like it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. So. I think that that was, that was definitely a good thing that just uh, played into 
played into my favor um, when it came to just like just listening to it. So I thought it was all right, man. I thought it was all right. So I'm gonna give it give it a three as well. So there we go, man. That's uh, our review on Vince Staples. Now let's get into Ninth Wonder. Jamla is the squad two. I did not even know that it was an, uh, a first one out, and that's the first one that I saw on Spotify. I was like, uh, I know this one isn't it, um, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one as well because I didn't know there was a it was a number one, but I should have known since uh, this is called obviously Jamla's Squad Two. Um, yeah, the first the first song on that first album. That's one of my favorite songs, yo. God willing. True, true. So crisis on the boards. This is a collaboration album has a ton of people on here but has 22 songs total let me go ahead and read off everybody who's on this album you have ruben vincent gq heather victoria rhapsody actual proof Pharrell monks uh jericho jackson conway don flamingo king draft cj fly buster rhymes black thought amber nirvine ian kelly swank j cole sir uh the happy hour big crit david banner Jack Joe, JID, Nico Brim, and Charlie Smarts. So ton of people on this album, and I would say that uh, unfortunately I don't know half of them, but I definitely got to uh to learn about them after listening to this album. I would say the even get into hold on. Don't even you ain't even start. You got to think of all the producers that was on worked on it too. Go ahead, take over. Go ahead, take over. I mean, of course, you had Knife Wonder. You got Crisis. You got Eric Eric G. You got E. Jones. You had Knots. You had Kev Brown. Uh, the uh, what's this? It's, it's somebody quintet. I don't want to. I don't want to miss them. But yeah, it, it was a lot of it was a lot of production going on on that. And Jericho and, and Jericho Jackson consists of Crisis and uh, Elzai from Salam Village. True, true. So yeah, I mean, you go ahead. You you let me know what you thought about that album first before I get my opinion. Oh, um, I loved it. I loved it. If if you are a hip hop fan, like a fan of just hip hop, this is the album for you. I mean, and that's just me. That's what it fell into for me, man. It's like I think it was only like two songs that I didn't really particularly care for on the whole album out of twenty two songs. It was only two songs that I was just kind of like, ah. Eh. I can if I never heard this one again, I wouldn't care. I didn't really. Care. It was nothing that I just didn't. Oh, I can't stand it. It was just maybe one song I say I didn't. I just didn't like it at all. But I mean, it was a lot of lot of nice songs on there. I mean, you, like you said, you named all the features, all the people that's that's involved with it. I mean, from everyone from Busta Rhymes that everybody knows down to people that nobody know. So it's it's it was it was definitely a it was a treat. It was definitely a treat. It, it was twenty two songs. It, it didn't feel like. It didn't feel like a chore to listen to by any stretch. Like when I listened, I've listened to it since I first since it first came out. I've listened to it four times. <laughs> four times. I've listened to it four times, man. Already like left. So yeah, it's that's just how that's just how much I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the first Jam the Squad, but I think this one definitely eclipsed the the, the, the previous one. Uh, my favorite songs on the album. I mean, it was too many to name, but I, I mean. Uh, Need to Exist, which is produced by Kev Brown. You got uh, Japan. You got Sojourner, which was Rhapsody and J. Cole. Yeah, y'all need to check that out. Uh, you got to know, Knocking at My Dope. That was with David Banner and, uh, and Big Crit. Amazing track. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was, those were my favorite songs on there. 
I just I just felt like this was like it it was definitely what I was waiting for when I said I wanted I couldn't wait to hear this album. It was it, it definitely exceeded my expectations because like I said like you, when you go from Big Crit and then you got David Banner and you got J Cole on there and stuff like that. I mean that that right there in itself is like okay they must be really on to something. And let's not forget the lyrical prowess of Rhapsody. And I hope when if y'all listen to this, y'all convinced at this point that she's not only the best female rapper in hip hop right now, but she's one of the best rappers, 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 MCs in the game right now. And I've been talking about I've been talking about her for years. JG can attest to that. I've been telling him about her for like five years now. Like, yo, y'all need to check her out. Yo, she's cold. So I, I I enjoyed it, man. It was top to bottom. I loved it, man. That Japan, yo, Heather Victoria. That song did it for me, yo. That and that was an R and B, and it had something for everybody. It had the you know the down south, dirty south type of stuff to the the backpack shit. If you from New York, it, it had that. It had the R and B in there. It had like maybe three R and B joints in there. So and that collab with on Shadrona with with J Cole and Rhapsody, yo, it's just that shit was amazing. I loved it. I'm giving it a four out of five. <laughs> I, I do it. <laughs> I already do it. Um, my opinion on this album. I know I listened to it once when I believe I was playing 2K, and it didn't really do me justice. Like I was listening to it, but not listening to it. It wasn't one of those albums that I could just sit there and let it play without actually paying attention. So I let that run through, but I didn't get the full effect. So I definitely had to listen to it again uh, while I was paying full attention, and I still found myself wanting to listen to it again because i feel like i didn't catch everything so i listened to it another time and i was like okay i was like i like this song like this song like this song like who is this i like that's pretty cool i liked it like the um my favorite songs are here were like no false moves and that was with ruben vincent and oh, gq yeah. so that was oh, a yeah, fire don't song. sleep on ruben vincent either yo yeah i was like i was like, yo. Was nasty. I was like they cold right there uh red blue and that was with uh rhapsody and jid and obviously i like sojourner with uh rhapsody and j cole so I would say those are my favorites, but it was definitely a lot for everybody on this album. Like hearing Pharaoh um at the long time, that was fire. And he was like doing like I think he did like four features in like in like some recent albums that came out, including this one. So I was like, oh, all right, like Pharaoh back in his bag. Uh Busta Rhymes on jumping, like that was cool. Uh then the, immediately after that you got Black Thought. So like you said this is definitely like the hip-hop lovers album like i don't think that if you if you love old school hip-hop i don't think that you can go wrong with listening to this if you like r&b you have that for you if you like some of the new school stuff uh, with j cole and rhapsody and and crit on there and jid that's for you if you uh like the stuff with sir on there that's for you so i felt like again they just like had so many different sounds on this album that listening to it once won't do you justice you have to listen to it multiple times in order to get the full effect i just think that you're gonna miss a whole bunch of things uh that's going on all these different sounds all meshing together as one ninth wonder actually bringing all these people together and letting you hear some of these people that again you may not have heard of like myself and uh and getting the full experience so i think that this album like it, it did a really really good job at, at just putting everything together and uh, i know that you were already uh already talking highly about this and uh did this album exceed your expectations 
Yeah, it did. I figured it was going to be good. Just, you know, I just figured it was going to be good. Like I said, the last one was good. It was it was pretty good. But this one, to me, this was great. This was a great album to me. I thought it, it was it was it was just orchestrated really good. The production, man, like the, the, the talent level of production that was on this album, like y'all just got to take the time to appreciate that. I mean, it was a who's who in, in hip hop produ- production. And some of these people you may not even have heard of before, but you'll end up being a fan of their work after you listen to this album. Cause you, you will probably think that night one produced the whole thing. That's why I made sure I, I named all the producer that producers that worked on, on that album. It was a lot of different ones. I seen that crisis produced like maybe seven songs on the, and ninth did like six. And you know, you had like a, a knots on there and, Eric Eric G did like three songs and E Jones, you know what I'm saying? And then you had that that quintet that did the, the Japan song that had a Victoria sang over. And that the production on Japan, yo, is just amazing. So y'all gotta y'all just gotta check it out, man. It, it's like from a lyrical standpoint, from like GQ to Ruben Vincent to you know Act Proof to Rhapsody. You know what I'm saying? Then you can't sleep on crit and what David Banner does all the time, every day, all day. Like it's just a who's who who's in there like a big ass gumbo and then lesser known people that was on that album well it was some people on there that i didn't even know i had never heard of that was that was on there so i'm not gonna sit here and act like i knew who everybody was that was on there but i can't say that everything i heard on there was just like yo you know this is the best thing ever no i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is i can appreciate everyone on there like i said you gotta Black Thaw who did Cohiba and killed it. <laughs> and he had the switch up on that. And then he killed it again. You know, he, you know, bust around that did the jumping song, Ruben Vincent. It, it was just, it was all, man, it was everywhere, yo. But it was tastefully done. Even with the Shine joint that was done by uh, the Happy Hour. That song surprised me because at first, when I first started listening, I'm like, what is this? And then the more I listened to it, the more I really liked it. The more I really, really liked it, man. I just, I, I just I, I'm just a I'm I just appreciate good hip hop and this album did that for me. Right, right. Um, I'm gonna give Gemma as a squad a three and a half. I feel like I still have to listen to it one more time and then maybe my opinion will change to a four. But I just really have to like just sit there and listen to like every single song at least one more go around, at least one more. Um, because I feel like I'm still not doing myself justice. Cause like I want to, I want to really, really get immersed in this album for me to, uh, for me to make a full opinion. But for right now, listen to it at least three times. I, I want to listen to it one more time just to, just to try to like see if I can uh, sway my opinion some more. But right now, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Definitely a very, very good collaboration album. I appreciate Night Wonder and everybody who participated in this album. Uh, and it's definitely something that hip hop needed, but I feel like a lot of people won't listen to. So if you did not know that this album was out, even though if you listened to the episode last week, uh, we talked about that it was out. Uh, but just in case, if you wanted to, you know, let it sneak by, I would think that uh, I think that you should definitely do yourself a, a justice and, and at least give it a listen at least once. But again, I would definitely listen to it more than once to uh, to get the full effect. So. Uh, Fly got a four for Jam Loves Squad to I got three and a half. But again, very, very solid collaboration album. There's nothing, nothing bad that I can say about this at all. So 
there you go any other words for uh for jam lines and squad too it's it's up there for my top 2018 bro that was gonna be my it's next not, question that was definitely my next question door. it's knocking at the door number one bro mm. Mm, okay okay i i thought so i thought so and that's gonna be coming before you know it this time next month talking about our top 10 right like, yeah we definitely gonna go over it because i don't i don't know if necessarily it might be one or two major releases but it, uh coming out in december but i know that all these artists, they just, you know, like, I'm going to just come out with, with this album or whatever, and I ain't let y'all know about it. So it might be some surprises coming in December, but I think that there are at least, like, one or two uh, major releases that, uh, that are supposed to come. So we'll see what happens in December. But uh, but right now, I think we, we may start have to having to really, really think about what our uh, top five or top ten are going to be uh, for the year 2018. Year. Yeah, it definitely been a, it's been a great year. It's definitely been a great year. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed thoroughly impressed so there you go man those are our album reviews this week let's get into the song of the week uh for me staying in the realm of ninth wonder again uh just a little backstory i did not know about little brother at all until i saw this video for loving it and i was like who is this white boy joe scudder on here <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea who Big Pooh was, and no idea who Fonte was, I had no idea who Joe Scudder was. I knew about Ninth Wonder, but I didn't know that he was thoroughly working with Little Brother like that. So when I saw the video for loving it, I was like, "Yo, like this is one of the most fire beats I have ever heard." Like it was just, it gave you that that sort of feeling, and obviously, like that's what that's that's what they were talking about in the song. Like they like they wanted you to have that have that positive feeling, like just from the hook alone. Like I was like, yo, this is something, this is something refreshing. This is something something good. And then immediately after that, I listened to the uh, the listening, and I went back and listened to Chilling Circuit. They came out with so many mixtapes for Chilling Circuit. It was ridiculous. Uh, one of my homies had like the catalog for that, so I was like, "Let me get that. Let me listen to all that stuff." So I wanted to kill all that stuff, and that was basically my introduction to uh, to Little Brother and and really getting the like full effect of what Night Wonder could do with with just two people, uh, because it, obviously he'd work with other people, but just having Little Brother uh, on his wing and and producing everything for him uh, for them. Uh, it was definitely a good thing, and you know I was sad whenever they broke up, but apparently he's supposed to be coming back together, and that's what we that's what we're talking about the Jam Lodge Squad too, which I was surprised that they weren't on here, um, but maybe that isn't maybe that isn't a uh, a full thing yet with whatever they're supposed to be coming out with. Uh, but in any I case, think he, I think he just mostly wanted to have artists that were signed to him on that. Yeah, because I know with this label, uh, yeah, so maybe that was it. I maybe still would have liked to hear Fonte on one song. Exactly, exactly. I, I was, thought I was, I was looking forward that, to it. But... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so yeah, um, it was it was a shame that they weren't on Jumbo Squad too. But uh, I mean, if you it took Jay Z, it took Jay Z to hear his shit to to put him on the Black album, and you know, say have everybody else know who he was. Right, right, right. So uh, so yeah, that's my song of the week, Little Brother, loving it. If you never heard about Little Brother, which I will hope that the majority of y'all have at least heard one song if not this song because this is a popular song this uh, this is arguably at least on spotify that, it's their song, most popular that song, song is on uh it's on the minstrel show album my bad yeah it was on minstrel show you you're right sorry not the listening it was on minstrel show excuse me um but the yeah listen to all that shit but though. the listening uh yeah i listened to that as well but i listened to minstrel show before um once i heard it is and then uh and then the uh the get back listen to that one uh after that so that that was another dope album it's probably one of my favorites besides the minstrel show 
Um, but yeah, they have a long catalog, a lot, a lot of mixtapes, a lot of mixtapes for sure. But the listening, uh, the Minstrel Show, and the Get Back uh, were their were their main albums, their most popular albums. That's how I got my introduction. So that's my uh, that's my song of the week. What you got for us this week, Flock? Ah, uh, song of the week. I'm a, I've been on this R&B tip for about a week now. Oh, I think since like Sunday, I've been just R&Bing it out, man. So. Um, I'm gonna stick, you know, stay true to form, and I'm gonna go with a song by Monica. It's called "With You" off her uh, debut album titled "Miss Thing." It came out in 1995. Man, younger, simpler times, boy. The puppy love era. Um, <laughs> oh man. Um, so that was off of her debut album, which I still believe to this day is her best work. Her, her debut album was her best album to me personally. Um, it was. I just remember, man, I used to listen to this and this is just one of them songs when you, if, you, if you're young, if you're a female and you you know, you know got your dude and you just want to kick it with him or whatever, or if you're a dude and you got your girl, with, you know what I'm saying, y'all chilling in the car, y'all just looking at each other, this song playing in the background, man, it it, 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 take, you to a, it take you to a different space, man. That's all I can really say. It's, it's a really good song. I mean, you know, you're a teenager like I was at the time when that came out. Uh, yeah, it's, it was definitely a definitely a cool ass song, cool ass tune. That whole album in itself was was great to me, but that song in particular was one one of my favorite songs, probably my favorite song on the album. Okay, okay. So Monica with you, nineteen ninety five. You said. Mm-hmm. And then I got a little brother loving it, two thousand five when the Minstrel Show came. Man, was was it six? Yeah, 2005. So there you go, man. Those are our songs for the week. Go ahead and give those a listen if you haven't before. And then uh, thank us later. Thank you later for putting you on to some stuff that uh, you may not have heard of. So that uh, was the song of the week. Let's get to the topic of the week. Topic of the week. Um, how do you feel about the drug culture in rap? I know that this has been a uh, a real big topic, a real controversial topic, because back then. Uh, back then, more of the rappers were talking about selling the drugs, but now we have definitely transcended into the uh, the definite users uh, of, of rap. All these rappers are talking about doing the actual drugs instead of uh, instead of selling them. Which I mean, drugs. I'm not going to knock anybody for whatever they want to do. It's it's whatever because it's your body, and you're going to make the choices that you feel like you want to make at the end of the day. Um, but I don't necessarily agree with, you know, selling drugs or doing a lot, the majority of drugs because they're bad. But um, a lot of rappers, at least like if they were really about their life, uh, these are some of the things that they felt like they needed to do in order to get out. So a lot of rappers did actually sell those drugs. They were actually about their life back in the day and still today for the uh, for the most part with some of them. Um, but. We've definitely transcended a lot, and I know that a lot of a lot of rappers that came from that era back then, they're also upset because they're like, "Well, what happened in the in the rap game? Why are these rappers doing the drugs instead of instead of actually talking about selling drugs?" And and everything is just kind of shifted, and now it's the cool thing to do to to drink lean and and do do zannies, do everything under the sun, and, and be all sad and depressed. Um, but what what happened? What, where did the change come from? Where did the I would say quote unquote disconnect come from uh, between <laughs> between the sellers and the and the users? So how do you feel about how how the rap game has has changed from a selling to a to a user type of a uh, type of um, culture? 
just listen just when you said it the first thing i thought about was a song by epmd called uh your customer and it, it basically kind of like used the rap game it's kind of like a uh a transition from the drug game and a lot of rappers did that i felt like you know listening to i mean it, it wasn't cool to like glorify it but I, we understood it when rappers would talk about selling drugs because a lot of times like you heard biggie say this and it's one of the most iconic lines ever when he said you know uh making it from the streets is a short shot either you sling and crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot so it's like you hear that and some people take it like oh there's the only two ways you can get out is by selling drugs or being an athlete and for the majority that's what it seemed like it seemed like the probability of doing anything else other than those two were low so because you were a product of your environment i feel like um most rappers they would talk about that because they felt like that was the only way it's like i can't go to this place and get a job and make minimum wage and I can't provide for my family. It's like five of us living in a two bedroom apartment and you know, like nine of us living in a three bedroom apartment and stuff like that. So you kind of understood and you can, you can, uh, you can kind of sim- sympathize with, you can sympathize with them when they did that, you know, when they said that, um, I feel like on an occasion you may have had like a, a weed smoker song or something like that. And that was okay. You know, you had what the Afro man, because I got high like that. Nobody had a problem with that, but, now it's just like these dudes are different man they wired differently now i mean a few years ago you almost lost lil wayne having seizures because of that stuff and you got guys that just passed away because of stuff like that i don't want to start just naming bodies that's been dropping recently but y'all know the guys that's that's been dying i mean let's take hell let's take a mac miller i have i have to do it because we were just talking about him weeks before he passed away and he doesn't glorify it but as you can see it happens but for the, some of those rappers that do glorify that, I think that that's, that's just weird to me, bro. It's like, it's really weird. Like what you do in the dark, that's what you do eventually. Like they say, eventually comes to light and, you know, glorifying it, I think it's, it's weird because you got a lot of young kids out here that hang on y'all's every word. I think that's just really like lyrically irresponsible. One, they don't have nothing else to talk about. Let's just keep it real. What else are they going to really rap about? Because that's the that's the that's the flavor of the month right now. That's what's hot. Listen to people talk about, you know, and they sound like they own it when they when they singing and rapping and shit. So I just I don't like it. I, I can I, if it's constructive, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're doing it in a more constructive manner, where you can say, look, I was going through this, I was doing this, and you know, kinda like what Mac Miller did on his, like, yo, I was going through this, I'm dealing with this, this is what I was doing, you know what I mean? Pray for me. But to just make songs glorifying it, and you just got it all. Every time you're doing an interview, you you know you got that. I mean, take Pimp C. Now, older rappers ain't exempt from it because take a Pimp C. He died from that. You know what I mean? He died from that. So I feel like no no era is safe, no age group is safe because everyone is out here doing shit like that. I just feel like right now the dudes that's on the forefront, they're just being like lyrically irresponsible by glorifying it. And these kids today, they don't know how to think for themselves because they got the internet and and YouTube and world start raising them and their parents not raising them. At least when, you know, I was coming to listen to Biggie talk about, you know, I'm selling dope. And they also tell you the they also tell you the, the ramifications of it, too. It's like, ain't no, this is the way you get out the drug game. You either get killed or you get locked up. So they always tell you, like, look, this is my choice. This is what I'm doing. And I don't think these guys are doing it. They just basically like, yo. I'm gonna get high, I'm gonna do this, I'm drinking on it.
poppins like you got rappers that name themselves out of drugs yo Lil Xan like shit like that come on fam pill poppers anonymous bro I don't know what they own bro <laughs> chill man like it's, it's just not cool but to each his own if you like it like it then but I mean these rappers are dying right now and people are dying trying to emulate them it's yeah. no different than when rap when other people were trying to be like the rappers that's trying to get in the drug game and and shit like that but i mean i want to see somebody take a master p approach or a jay-z approach you know what i mean master p was a dope dope boy ti was a dope boy and what they turned that into they turned that into putting themselves as a brand jay-z look at jay-z i mean it's, it's just what it is it, it it can change you don't have to keep doing that and being in that lane use that shit to get in the door don't slam the door on your fo- on your own foot you know that's all yeah um you brought up a great point when you say that they really don't have anything to rap about i think that's where um especially a lot of these rappers that did not only uh if they didn't sell drugs but they're just doing them Uh, a lot of these rappers are manufactured they feel like that's the cool thing to do get into the game and you don't have any subject matter because you didn't necessarily struggle you didn't have to get to the point where oh i can't get a regular job um so i gotta sell drugs you know i I can't get a regular job because i got locked up and and now i'm in the system uh all that stuff like i would hope that nobody actually likes selling drugs i know that there are a lot of people that glorify selling it still especially back in the day but Again, when I talked about the uh, being a product of your environment and realizing the ramifications of doing it, realizing the risks of doing it, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do in order to get that money. Um, but still, like when you're poisoning your community and, you know, you put other people's life in danger, I don't I don't think that they necessarily think about that. And that also leads into doing your own, uh, taking your own supply for whatever it is, um, because you end up getting depressed or whatever, because, you know, it might be somebody near you who, who ends up, uh, who ends up overdosing or somebody dies, um, because of other things, not necessarily doing the drugs, but getting shot or whatever. But again, it's a lot of ramifications from that. But in, in this day and age, I don't feel like a lot of people are necessarily about their life. I don't feel like they necessarily have to struggle. They can get a regular job. They just don't want to they want to chew the easy way out um and they end up just talking about this uh this user culture and they feel like that's a that's a cool thing to do and you also mentioned how um how like biggie and other rappers were talking about the ramifications of doing it but nobody talks about the ramifications of actually using the drugs and and possibly overdosing from it a lot of these rappers are, are popping mad pills they're telling you that they're depressed and some of them may actually be depressed because again like they may have been about that life they may be in that environment but they instead of choosing to sell them they're just choosing to do them um but they may be sad because somebody around them died their brother their sister their mommy uh whoever and they just can't find a way out so they use drugs to cope with it but nobody's ever telling you or, or it's rare that somebody ever tells you oh man like i'm doing this because i'm sad and and i don't know how to get out of it like i i don't i don't have anybody to talk to um i don't want to go necessarily to a psychiatrist or whatever and, and talk about my my issues and how i can't sleep at night how i have ptsd because of what happened and that's something that we really need to touch on because it's it's not cool you don't talk about the risks of doing it but you're telling everybody else that you're popping pills and and doing lean still and 
regardless that of shit is cool. yeah regardless of whether you want to be a role model or not because I, I would assume that a lot of people don't think about being a role model and once you get to that point you're like well you know i what i'm doing is wrong you think about it yourself what i'm doing may be wrong but i don't care because i'm making money and i'm getting popular or whatever but you have to realize that your your stature in life that that totem pole that you're on it does affect a lot of people regardless because they're the ones getting you popular so they're holding on to your every word and when you talk about doing pills it makes them want to do pills when you talk about doing lean it makes them want to do lean and if they're listening to every word that you say but you don't tell them the risk of doing it then what's the consequence of them doing it they don't know any better so they're going to do it and and then you see what happens man like all these people get depressed and and then their favorite rapper overdoses and they die and and then it takes for that to happen for you to finally realize that oh you can actually die from doing this shit so why it shouldn't it shouldn't take for them to actually pass away for you to learn that stuff and a lot of these rappers are just being extremely irresponsible about this stuff and it's it's just sad how it just turned to this but i think it just it really all stems from if you're not about that life it just stems from you think that that shit is cool and you really have no subject matter because you did not struggle and rapping is that's that was the literally the roots of it it's because you were rapping about your struggle you had no other outlet so you decided to rap about your struggle and you ended up rapping about it to a beat that's how rap began so if you're not struggling you don't have anything to talk about and it's it's just it's crazy it's definitely crazy how how this ended up being one of the main subjects to rap about if you have absolutely nothing to rap about if you're not about that life if you if you didn't go through any struggles in your life this is this is what you turn to and you don't realize the uh the huge risk and the huge ramifications that it's having on other people who uh who actually follow you so Mm-hmm. Yeah, rap shit is starting to rappers are rappers are dropping. They starting to become the new new wrestlers because you know you have all these wrestlers that die from drug overdoses and stuff. And all those most of those rappers, I mean most of those wrestlers were like under fifty. So these rappers are doing it too. You know what I'm saying? They dropping due to this drug usage, bro. It's like if 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 that ain't a red flag, you know it's it's crazy. Like. It, like growing up where I grew up, like, I grew up around that shit too. But they didn't, you know, it didn't, it, it didn't by no stretch, you know, kind of make me want to do it on either front, whether sell it you know, or um, or use. Like I did neither. It was like I knew drug dealer dudes, you know, what I'm saying that had me play for their summer league teams and stuff like that, and I knew what they did. But it's just like they would tell me, like, look, I ain't even, I'm never gonna expose you to this, bro. But you know what's going on. I, I know, I know. Cool. Just you know they you know they hit, hit me off with a little bread for playing for them or you know shoes and stuff like that. But it was never like yo I need you to go out here and you know saying I need you to go out here and work for me. It was I never felt pressured to do anything like that. So not once. So it's just you know I guess I'm you know I was one of the few that didn't feel like I had to do that because I knew I had you know I had family that cared. So it was just like I knew whatever situation I I could have been in it it could always be worse and it was gonna eventually get better. Mm. so yeah i mean you actually you actually had a brain and you you thought about it you knew what was going to happen if you possibly yeah. you know, dove into that life and you had the people because i mean not like i said not all people who sell drugs are bad not no, everybody who takes say right across the street yeah that, that, like look this is what comes of this like like man you you notice you don't see me for for a few months or something like that right i'm like yeah you be done like be like my mom ain't gonna never tell y'all but i was locked up that's why you didn't see him it's like oh okay that's 
okay, that's what's up. He like, yeah, you know, so he like it, it, that comes with the, you know, that comes with the turf, man. So you just gotta be prepared for what comes of that. So I, I was never the type. I'm not trying to be in nobody's jail, bro. Right. I'm not trying to be in prison just to just to floss a little bit for a few months out the year, and I'm locked up for a few years just to floss for a, flu- a few months. Mm-hmm. That trade off ain't in my favor, fam. I'm good. Right. <laughs> so yeah, you thought I'm about good. it. So yeah, you realize yeah. and. and- and again, when you have some of those people in your corner, that's how you know that's how you end up not being in those situations. But some of those people don't have those people in their corner, and literally the only thing that they have are the lyrics of somebody who they don't even know, and they're telling you that this shit is cool, and you literally have nobody else to, to tell you, hey man, you need to need to step back. This this ain't for you, and then you end up getting in that situation, you end up getting depressed because of something, and and then you end up doing the drugs, and and then. As soon as you know it, you know you in the hospital. You about to lose your life, man. It's or you end up locked up, or you end up dead. Like this stuff is not for you, man. So I just feel like rappers need to be a little bit more responsible about about their actions. Not only do they need to watch the stuff that they're saying, but they need to watch themselves um, so that they don't end up overdosing as well. Because again, we're seeing too many rappers that are dying from this stuff, and it's not cool. It's it's not cool at all, man. So. I hope that things change, but again, I may be asking for too much because this is the world, and uh, it doesn't seem like the world is getting any better. But I'm, I'm still going to try to hold on to that that sliver of hope that I have that uh, that maybe people will change. Maybe there's still some good in this world. I don't feel like you got to rap about drugs all the time in order to get popular. I never really like the drug rap, especially the using, like, because I I'm not about that life at all. I don't I'm not depressed by any means. I don't think that drugs uh, or doing drugs makes me cool or whatnot. Um, I've dabbled here and there, but like it's it's never nothing nothing serious, nothing that I have become addicted to by any means. Like I'm I'm good I'm good on that stuff. So and I have my own brain, so I've never thought that um, somebody talking about selling drugs or doing drugs was cool. But I just wish that other people had uh they they had some people in their corner or they could think for themselves to realize that this stuff ain't cool. That's why I didn't, I didn't like stuff. like to listen to uh, Rick Ross when he first came out. I'm like, damn, that's talk about his. In my yo yo, right? You know what I'm right. Like, like, come on, fam. Then you found out he was a he was a CEO. Come on, man. yeah. Again, it was it Stop was something it. that was yeah. manufactured. You took somebody else's name, right? Right. And he was he, rapping he, about that out, life, but yeah, it was your life. Was yeah. Rapping about that dude's life, right? right. right. Like, come on, man. Like, uh, this is like a lot of these dudes ain't really doing what they say, but the fact that they portraying it and glorifying it, this is like. I don't have a problem with it, long as it's done constructively. Like, long as it's done in a in a in a um, in a responsible manner. It's like when you you talk about it, but then you also had a message towards the end somewhere, kind of saying it. Like when I listen to um, things that changed or "Give Me the Loot" by Biggie or something like that. Prime example when they talk about that is like, look, remember back in the day with this? Like, you know, he's telling you all this stuff, and then he's telling you like, "Yo, I got locked up." Blah 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 blah. So he's telling you like the, the consequence of it. So it's up to you at that point. Like, okay, do I want to do I want to follow this route or not? Because I, I I heard the pros and I heard the cons of it. Yeah, I can drive a nice ass whip and yada yada yada. But you can't even put that shit in your name. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff that they don't tell you. You know what I mean? I'm not about to tell you the shit that I know, but <laughs> but I'm because I ain't about to incriminate myself or nobody I know. But mm. so I know a lot of shit. But I mean, it's just like the the little ins and outs that you have to know before you take that approach. And but if you're gonna be a user, yo, like I can't I can't knock nobody's recreation, but just make sure it's not to the point where you're gonna you're gonna lose 
you're gonna lose your your home or your job or your vehicle or your family or your sanity you know what i'm saying or, or damage your health it's just not that it's just not that serious to me i just maybe i'm cut from a different call we, we we different you know but these new these new dudes yo they ugh, they out here boy <laughs> it's it's rough fam i i just can't i can't call it man i can't gauge some of these dudes like it's like be real you gotta be more responsible and I don't even think a lot of people realize that like these people who are constantly using these drugs, they say that it helps with their depression, but they're still depressed. And then while you're being depressed, you're also you're also still not helping your situation and you're making your body worse because then you get addicted to it and then you can't stop. So it's like, what is that really doing for you? It's not I don't feel like it's, it's doing what what you feel in your mind it's intended to do. It's like, are you doing it because it's cool? Or are you doing it because you're you're trying to get, you're trying not to be depressed? You're, um, it sounds like for the majority of the time, they're trying to get away from the world. And you're going to end up doing that because you are going to end up degrading your body. You're going to end up killing yourself. So what's the point? It doesn't make sense to me. But maybe, nah. maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. Maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. But I, I just hope that a lot of these rappers just stop. I just I don't want any of these other rappers killing themselves over drugs. Cause I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of it. We've already we've already had two of them, two deaths due to overdosing, and and one because he got killed. Yeah, we we lost a lot of rappers to senseless violence. But we definitely don't need to lose more of them to, you know, to 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 self inflicted drug usage. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, that was a good conversation, though. Hope you all uh, hope you all enjoyed that topic of the week. Uh, last but not least, we have the album suggestion of the week. Flock, take it away. Oh man, straight to the point, y'all. At by Outkast, one of my favorite rap duos ever. Man, came out in 1996. To me, their best album. This is my personal opinion. Some people may say they like Stankonia. Other people may say the Love Below on Speaker Box. Some people may say. Southern playlistic, Calastic, funky music, whatever. <laughs> you know, all that Cadillac music. So people may say that's their best work. But to me personally, I like ATL is the best. I felt like that was the most complete album. To me, it showed. I watched um, 3000's transition from, you know, the player type shit to the more introspective, lyrical, just messiah that he become, that he's become. That was the, that was the genesis of his lyrical prowess to me was with that album. A lot of people like, oh, he's messing with Erica Badu and he turned into a damn genie and all that. But you listen to the quality of the music on them. I mean, it had a lot of classic joints, you know, Will Stills, Jazzy Bells, The Elevators, you know what I mean? Uh, 13th Floor, Growing Old. Um, that's just off the top of my head. I don't even have like a track list in front of me. It was just so many different um, different songs on that. That album from top to bottom was great. That's a classic album. Check that shit out. AT Aliens by Outkast, 1996. Yeah. Hey, and there you go, people. With that being said, uh, any final words, Flock, before we wrap this up? Appreciate the feedback that we've been getting. Um, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we can keep this going and going and going. With y'all support, it's going to make this even better, and we can implement some more things and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, y'all keep the feedback coming, hitting us up on Twitter. You know what I'm saying y'all got suggestions for like the topics and stuff like that hit us with that as well and if it's something that's really like 
uh what conversational engaging then we can we can implement what you all you know have in the show as well there you go there you go so that's was Enlighten the Sounds episode 11. We appreciate everybody for listening on whatever platform, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, again, like Flock said, we hope that uh, we can continue to growing this. And I'm I'm probably going to make a uh, Google uh, Google Notes or Google Docs or whatever, um, and you all can suggest your uh, your topics there. So I think we'll go ahead and do that just to get you more uh, you all more engaged for the people that do listen. So I'll do that, and then you can submit your topics there or whatever other suggestions that you may have for the show going forward. Again, we appreciate you all for listening. We will see you all next week for Enlightened Sounds. Well, maybe not next week. We'll see. We'll see because I know that that's Thanksgiving weekend and, and all that. So yeah. we'll we'll see if we can crack it. But if not, if we don't see you all next week we'll see you all the following week um but again we appreciate y'all listening and we out peace Boom.